Welcome to Ask the Therapist, the Resilience Series. Over the next 12 weeks, I'll be releasing an episode every fortnight focusing on how to build resilience. Each episode will focus on one of the six steps outlined in my free download, which is available on the website, sarahdreese.co.uk, which is called The Six Steps to Resilience. I'm your host, Sarah Reese, a mental health nurse and CBT therapist with over 20 years experience in the field of mental health. This episode is part of a mini-series supporting a free guide that you can now download on my website. It's called The Six Steps to Resilience. I've included the six steps that I generally go through with most of my clients. Of course, everybody is individual, but I've put together a list of the key things that I go through most often in therapy. So if you head over to my website, which is sarahdreese.co.uk, there's a link at the top of the homepage where you can download it. You will then be added to my email list and I send out a piece of mindset mail every Friday. But of course, if you're getting too many emails, you can always subscribe. I'm never offended. In the Six Steps to Resilience guide, I show you how to build a more resilient psychological foundation so you can feel calmer, more in control and can focus on living a more fulfilled and contented life. Step one is about getting the basics right. Step two is starting a journal because the most important relationship you have is with yourself and therefore it's really worth getting to know you. And journaling is a brilliant tool for this. It has lots of other benefits too, which I go through. In this episode, I'll go through step three of the guide and explain what stress is and what I mean by having your stress anchors in place. But first, let's look at what stress is. So stress is experienced by people very individually. It's different from person to person. And this is impacted by many reasons. It's impacted by our belief systems, the way we cope, our personality styles, the way we interpret the world, the intensity of stress we are under and the duration that we've been under the stress for, the amount of support and care and love that we have around us and how you support yourselves as well at times of difficulty. So are you harsh or critical or are you able to coach yourself in a supportive, encouraging way? Stress is a mixture of pressure and anxiety. It can come from external factors such as work or financial worries, world events like pandemics, which we've just been through, and wars, or internal factors such as self-criticism, perfectionism, having to have high standards, always wanting to be in control and having unrelenting rules. Or if we're under health pressures, so if we're not in good health, that can also cause stress. Some stress can be good for us. It can be motivating and exhilarating. So eradicating all stress from our lives would be pretty dull and boring. So it's the negative stress that we need to work on. The stress that makes us feel overwhelmed, out of control or unable to think clearly. Negative stress levels increases our levels of the stress hormone cortisol in our bodies and adrenaline, both of which negatively impact our physical health as well as our mental health. Long periods of negative stress can be maintained for a while, but they'll eventually catch up with us, which is why being clear about your stress anchors is great for your resilience and ability to manage stress. Here are some of the common symptoms that we experience when we're stressed. Disturbed sleep patterns, palpitations, anxiety, a loss of appetite or an increase in appetite, 
poor memory and concentration, a lack of enjoyment of things, a sense of wanting to withdraw and isolate yourself, feeling overwhelmed and out of control, being more irritable or angry with loved ones, making simple mistakes, feeling tired, exhausted and yet not able to relax, lack of motivation and low libido. You might experience all of these or just a few. Again, everybody's really different. So what do I mean when I say know your stress anchors? The idea of stress anchors came about for me a number of years ago when I would ask clients I see in therapy the things they do that they enjoy and what do they do to manage their stress so that hopefully we could build on them. And actually people were finding it really difficult to answer that question. And to be honest, at times I've also found it really difficult to answer that as well. I think the problem is that when we get really busy and when we become stressed, instead of noticing an increase of stress and then slowing down as a result of it, we notice stress and we actually increase what we're doing to try and get on top of things, which unchecked results in a lot more stress and then can lead to burnout. Have you ever heard the saying, if you need something done, give it to the busy person? That's because sometimes the more we do, the more we can do. I used to think once I've got through all my to-do lists, then I'll focus on the other stuff and the nice stuff. But then one day somebody said to me, you know, you're going to die with a to-do list. I know that's quite a shocking statement, but let it sink in. It does actually change everything. We will probably die with a to-do list. It's always going to be there. It's never going to be finished, especially if you're like me and you love a list. So the time is now. You will always be busy. There'll always be something more productive you could do. But those little productive things are not always the most nurturing. Often they are just more of the things that drain us and increase our stress levels. When I talk about stress anchors, I want you to have at least five stress anchors. That's five individual activities that you can easily identify in your life that you commit to doing because they manage your stress levels, gives you a sense of well-being and nourish you. I want you to commit to having these stress anchors in place on a really regular basis and you will notice your resilience shoot through the roof. My stress anchors are reading fiction, walking my dogs and now a little kitten, meditation for my mind, spending time with my best friends, yoga, especially hot yoga, And of course, nobody's perfect. I'd love to do these every single day, but it's not always possible. But knowing my stress anchors and committing to having them as a priority really ensures that they are always on my list, but not in an overwhelming sense. There are a few quick wins in my stress anchors in that sometimes I just read a couple of pages of fiction books. I'm not talking about hours and hours every day, or sometimes I'll do a few yoga sun salutations rather than an hour's class or a three minute mindfulness break if I don't have time for 10 minutes. I do walk my dogs every single day and I love that really clears my head and of course now I have kitten cuddle time every day. So let's clarify what a stress anchor is. It's the things you do that keep you grounded, help you vent your stress, might give you pleasure, might make you laugh out loud, exhilarate you. We can't live a life without stress and we can't prevent bad things from happening, but we can ensure that we are anchored to what keeps us well 
and resilient. So we're in the best place possible to roll with those punches that will come our way. I talk a lot in therapy about activities that nourish us or depletes us. Stress anchors are the things in our life that nourish us and add to our resilience. If you've been overworking and stressed for a while, you might really struggle to know what your stress anchors are. So I've put together a few really practical questions that you can ask yourself to identify your stress anchors. So you might want to hit pause and go and get a pen and paper. So here are the questions that I want you to ask yourself to come up with a list of five things that you can use as your stress anchors. Write a list of all the activities you really enjoy, however far out. List the things in your life that you find the most nourishing. When do you laugh the most? List out the activities when you are most relaxed and calm and content. Make a list of people who you feel most connected to. Now from those answers, I want you to choose the top five things. Make sure that you have a good number that can be kept simple and that you can do easily. If you love to travel, this could get quite expensive. That would definitely be one of my top five if I didn't have to work and could travel every week. But it's not that practical. So instead of traveling, it might be that you spend some time every week planning your next holiday, doing some reading around holidays, discovering new places, looking at travel forums. So you still get that travel hit if that's one of your stress anchors. The key thing with stress anchors is they need to be really simple and easy to do every day, wherever you are. And then it's important to keep them in check. Once you've identified your stress anchors, write them down and keep them in place where you will see them on a regular basis. Pin them on the fridge, put them in your diary, put them on your bedside table, or you could start a habit tracker around them where you note down every day when you've done them. And this just keeps you accountable and consistent. I've created a few habit trackers. If you want to DM me, I can send you one over. Or if you do a quick Google search, there's lots online. And I think these are a great way to start new habits. You might need to change a few of your stress anchors over time, but try and do one or two of them every single day and try and at least do all five every single week. And if they go offline, if you have a few weeks or maybe a month where you just can't do any of them, that's okay. But I suppose you need to be able to note it and kind of make a mental note that I'm not doing the things that vent my stress, that nourish me. And you need to be aware of this so you can get them back online and doing them again as quickly as possible. When you have your stress anchors in place on a regular basis, you'll be ensuring that you're having regular downtime to release the stress you've been under. I have a worksheet that goes out with this, the stress anchors worksheet, and I regularly email it out to my email list. So if you're not on that, you can drop me an email to inquiries at sarahdreese.co.uk and I'll send you a copy. The checklist for the questions you can ask yourself to help you identify your stress anchors is in the free guide, The Six Steps to Resilience, and that's available to download from my website. And there's also space in that guide so you can write out what your five stress anchors are. When we write things down, we're really a lot more likely to commit to it. So I know I'm pushing that point, but it is important to write them down. Sometimes when we just keep things in our head, you know how busy life is. We just forget. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. And if you have, don't forget to hit subscribe and do me a little review. 
it really helps the reach of the show also if you have a question and you'd like me to answer it on the podcast just let me know and I'll soon be starting answering questions for listeners which I'm really excited to get started on take care thanks for listening to Ask the Therapist the resilient series don't forget to subscribe and review the podcast and share your favorite episodes on social media using the hashtag Ask the Therapist This episode was written and presented by me, Sarah Rees, edited by Big Tech Media and produced by Emily Crosby Media.